AI machine learning is fundamentally changing collaboration, and we see it inside of teams. Teams are very liquid. We need to keep up with the way our people like to work. It has truly made us more efficient. This is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is how we think the world of tomorrow will work. Welcome to Teams On Air, where we bring you the latest on modern collaboration and intelligent communications in Office 365. You're listening to a bonus episode of Teams On Air. Enterprise Connect has a 27-year history that brings together industry experts, analysts, and customers to talk about issues and trends in enterprise communication and collaboration. In anticipation of all the great speakers and experts at Enterprise Connect, we set up the Teams On Air podcast studio where I interviewed 17 guests that included colleagues, partners, and customers who innovate for Microsoft Teams and use the product on a daily basis. You don't want to miss any of these great conversations. Microsoft makes an annual investment of over $17 billion in research and development, and we bring that innovation and learnings from the research into products like Microsoft Teams so you can achieve more in whatever you do. Our hardware partners have expertise that range from audio and video to telephony, and we work with them to bring our intelligent communications vision to life. And I believe it's pretty magical. These episodes were recorded live on the Enterprise Connect show floor and cover a broad range of topics, including artificial intelligence, augmented reality, whiteboarding, mobility, modern meeting spaces, and their devices, personal audio devices, telephony, live streaming, modern administration, and all of our latest announcements. This will be a great way for you to catch up. Before we transition to these interviews, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever platform you listen to Teams on Air. This helps us know if we're delivering value to you as well as create new content that meets your needs. Remember, this is exclusive bonus content of the podcast. If you've liked what you heard, tell your colleagues and friends to subscribe. All right, let's get to the next interview. All right, thank you for another episode, joining us for another episode of Teams on Air. Today, I have a special guest from Logitech, Joan Vandermeer. Thanks, Joan, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, Joan is the head of marketing for video collaboration at Logitech. Joan, talk to us a little bit about Logitech and what they do and the industries that they operate in. Yeah, so Logitech um, has actually many different product lines. Most people probably know us for keyboards and mice. We also have a huge um, business practice in the gaming space. We're the world's leader in gaming uh, peripherals. Um, We also own a couple of brands. People might know Jaybird and Ultimate Ears in the the music business, sound business. My business unit, Video Collaboration, is focused on providing video endpoints for uh, desktop desktop and meeting room collaboration. Awesome. So that's a great segue for us to jump into um, meeting spaces and how video can play an important role as you're thinking about designing them. Um, You know, as part of my role at Microsoft, I focus on meetings and I know that about two-thirds of the meetings today have um, a remote component to it. Either they're all virtual all remote or um, at least a portion of them, uh, of the participants are moving. And we know that in the future, 70% of the workforce is going to be some a remote worker in nature. How are we? Um, how should business leaders think about designing meeting spaces 
even though they know people are going to be not going to be there. Yeah, so it's it's really changing. Um, the whole dynamic of what is work is changing as more teams are distributed over regional or even global geographies. And at the same time, there's a trend in the office space, even when employees are there, uh, to not work in, in hard-walled offices. So a big trend towards more collaborative workspaces and um, more informal workspaces. So I think the key thing for companies is to start thinking about how they transition from lots of cubicles and hard-walled offices in a very few formal meeting rooms to tomorrow's uh, dynamic, which will be uh, open open air seating, a lot of casual meeting spaces that may or may not have walls, and then a lot of smaller informal huddle rooms and small collaboration rooms. Um, not that the larger meeting rooms and boardrooms are going to go away. You're just going to see that they will be outnumbered in sheer number and sheer volume by smaller collaboration spaces and huddle rooms. Mm-hmm. And even before they get into the design of the room, I imagine that they have to consider other things like policies. Are you seeing a lot more policies develop around how uh, uh, um, employees are given guidelines to engage in this? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is being driven um, by adoption of products like Skype for Business and, and merging into Teams as we start to move away from a telephony-oriented or telephone-oriented culture and into more of a collaborative culture. Um, so uh, the policies that follow that sort of collaborative meeting tool um, will also extend to video meetings and policies for how to include remote workers, how to blend remote workers and on-premise workers. Uh, a lot. There's been a ton ton of discussion in the industry over the last year about uh, teleworking and whether companies allow teleworking. Um, some very high-profile examples <laughs> where companies did away with teleworking entirely. Um, but what you see is that despite a few high-profile examples of companies eliminating teleworking as a policy, what you're seeing is um, sort of a groundswell grassroots move where more and more employees are teleworking, whether officially sanctioned by company policy or simply based upon their, their manager's knowledge that that's the way they need to get their job done. Yeah. I know a lot of organizations are, are, are starting and they're growing really rapidly. And the only way that they can grow rapidly is just that they hire people who are not maybe necessarily in the same state and they don't necessarily have to spend the capital expenditure or the oper uh, operational expense of spinning up an office. They can just hire people, build tools, and use tools like Microsoft 365 to have an employee remote. Yeah, it's um, the the the. It's funny. We went from the recession where there was, you know, uh, vast unemployment. Now we're in a situation where we're at nearing uh, complete employment or the, the highest possible employment that you can really achieve realistically. And so the competition to recruit talent, and in particular key talent, um, is just. Brutal. I mean, it's it's so hard to hire good talent, and so the the thought that you're going to miss out on good talent because that person might be based in Boston when your headquarters is on the West Coast, or um, you know, based in on the West Coast when your headquarters might be in Boston, um, it's just crazy. And companies are realizing that they need to recruit the talent where it is. We also have aging workers who may have elder care issues or child care issues who may need to telework um, either to move to a less expensive area as uh, key in, um, urban areas like Seattle Metro and the, the Bay Area get super 
super high priced. We're also seeing situations where employees who may have been at a company for two or three or five or ten years are requesting the ability to move to a remote location and telework back to headquarters. So we're seeing yeah. that dynamic both on the recruiting side but also on the retention side. Yeah. It's great that our you know platform can provide that capacity for people to do that and forcing companies to really rethink and re, um, uh, rewire not only their policies but their meeting spaces. So talk to me about the evolution of meeting spaces and how what's the classic meeting space look like to now what's the modern workspace? Yeah, so the classic meeting space, sort of the, you know, what you might see in a, a TV show from like the turn of the last century would be your big old formal boardroom, the corporate boardroom with the really expensive video solution and, um, you know, the, the, the old thing where the, the, the IT person would come in and start the meeting and nobody would, you know, nobody in the room would actually have to interface with it. That has really kind of moved by the wayside over the last couple of decades. And now we're seeing uh, video very, very easily adopted. If you look at, for instance, the Skype room system, anyone, even someone who has never, ever interfaced with a video solution can walk into a Skype room system room and find their, see their meeting on displayed on the calendar, click join and join the meeting with really just one touch of a, of a uh, glass console, the Surface Pro. Um, so I think what's, moved, what's changed is it's become way way easier to use the, the equipment and people are much more accustomed to it. People use video every day in their mm -hmm. consumer lives. Yeah. Um, so th again, thanks to Skype, right? Consumer Skype really drove video into the mainstream. So we have a kind of a turnabout where it used to be video was only available to the elite in the boardroom. Now video is available and used by everyone, whether it's consumer Skype or um, FaceTime on the Apple platform or Google Hangouts. Everyone just uses video in their consumer life. Why wouldn't you use it at work? Yeah, exactly. Now, how do you um, talk to me about the different types of meeting spaces that you're seeing and evolve, and why why that type of meeting space versus another? Yeah, the hottest spot spot in the uh, meeting space world right now is the huddle space, and that's because huddle spaces are an emerging trend as companies move away from hard walled offices into open seating environments and need to build out more small spaces for casual collaboration. Um, also, most huddle spaces in small conference rooms, and when we say a huddle space, we're talking a room that seats eight or fewer people. And most of those spaces, even if they have existed previously in the business world, have not been video equipped because video was simply too costly and too complex. But with cost coming down and complexity coming down, it is entirely affordable to put video in every casual collaboration space, even really tiny spaces that may only seat two or three people. We joke at Logitech that if you can afford to put a table and chairs in, <laughs> you can afford to put video in. Yeah. I mean, um, you guys have a lot of uh, innovation going on with uh, for the huddle rooms in particular. Talk to me about the devices that can be put in that space to really optimize that small, close-knit conversation. Yeah, I think our hottest product right now is a product we introduced last year at Infocom and at the major AV show in, in um, the U.S. market. And it's a product called Meetup. And it was designed from the ground up to be huddle room specific. And it was the very first product in the market to design, be designed specifically for the huddle room. In the past, when huddle rooms were equipped with video, they put video 
products that were designed for large boardroom type solutions and they just try to scale them down into a small space. And taking something built for a larger space and smashing it into a small space isn't always the optimal solution. Um, so we designed Meetup to be specifically used in the huddle room space. So as an example, it's got a 120 degree field of view lens. In huddle spaces, because they are very small, mm -hmm. people sit very close to the, to the camera. So taking an old school conference camera and putting it in a huddle space, often what happens is the two people sitting closest to the to the uh, camera are cut off. So with Meetup, with 120 degree field of view, you can see the people even sitting at the very front of the table. The other thing we did is we put, all, it's an all-in-one device, meaning it's got your speakers, your microphone, and the camera in a single unit. That means no table clutter, no cable to the table, so mm -hmm. nothing, no worries about running cables in a small room or having too many uh, devices or too much stuff on a small huddle room table. So nothing sits on the table except uh, in the Skype room system, you'd have your Skype room system smart dock, um, and that's the only thing that's going to be on the table. And you know, any any of the you know your own PC if you choose to bring a PC into the room. That's nice. So, like you know, if you're designing these large open spaces environments, and you want to carve out a piece of the space so folks don't have to, you can still have a meeting and not be disruptive to the open space and go in, and remote participants can see. Um, uh, that's really important, I think. But what are some of the pain points? Um, you know, I know you deal with a lot of customers who are trying to deploy this. What are the pain points that they're going through and experiencing? Um, I think one of the things that, and I mentioned earlier, is cabling. You know, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. you know, it comes <laughs> back to you know how to deal with the cable, how to manage the cable. So in um, the small room, in the huddle room, the optimal solution is just don't have cable. Yeah. Um, if you don't have cable, you don't have to worry about how you're going to run it down underneath the table. Again, especially in a huddle room, those tables are tend, tend to be very small. They can even sometimes be like a, a cafe high top table. Yeah. You have no place to put a speaker or speakerphone on a little tiny cafe table. Um, so uh, basically just having an all-in-one solution and not having any cable is a great solution for the huddle room. Um, for a larger meeting space where you really do need tabletop audio in, in order to be able to cover the full size of the room, um, the, the optimal solution really is the Skype room system in the smart dock. Yeah. And we just recently announced a month ago at ISE in Amsterdam a new um, a, 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 a accessory for smart dock that takes all of the cables in... Uh, the, to, to the smart dock, which are uh, two USBs, two HDMIs, uh, Ethernet cable, and power for the Surface Pro. And we basically take all of those cables and put them into a single Cat 6. So we take what a, a, a lot of cables we jokingly call cable spaghetti, now is one single Category 6 cable mm -hmm. that just goes down through the center of the table, underneath the carpet, and you know up to the screen behind the, the uh, display. And you know very clean, you're not going to worry about tripping over it or having to try to figure out how you're going to handle a lot of cables. Yeah, it's really important. I hate walking into rooms and I'm tripping over the cables. I have to like move stuff over to the side of the table just to put my laptop on it. It's you know, it's kind of frustrating because you're spending time where you could be actually meeting and being productive, worrying about the technology and the infrastructure. And in this case, you don't have to worry about that. Yep. Awesome. Um, in, in terms of uh, utilization of the room, a lot of us have been talking about building intelligent capabilities into these devices um, and, and connect, even though they're connected to the software, we want them to give some insights. So talk about some of the insights that we can provide. 
Yeah, so we are working with Microsoft actually on um, some new software that um, we will be demoing here at Enterprise Connect uh, that allows you to, um, it basically adds intelligence to the camera, if you will, and it enables the camera to recognize humans mm -hmm. in the room and then make intelligent decisions about what to do. So as an example, if, if I'm sitting in a big, big huge boardroom at the end of the table, but I'm the only person in the room, when I launch that call, I don't want people to see a vast sweep of empty table with me as this tiny little head at the very end. Yeah. I want the camera to go, hey, there's only one person in that room. Let's zoom in and frame her so she's in the middle of the camera. Yeah. Um, sure, I could do that. I could pick up the remote and I could do it myself, but let's have the camera do it automatically. Right. Um, so that's one of the things we will be demoing here at Enterprise Connect. Um, but also, if the camera can recognize humans in the room, it can start to do things like count humans in the room. So we can provide statistics back to uh, the IT department about how many people are attending meetings. Maybe we're providing statistics back to the facilities department about how many people are attending meetings in a given room. So let's say I do have that 20-seat boardroom type table and I look, I'm in facilities and I look at six months worth of statistics and I see that there was never a meeting with more than six people. Maybe I can reuse half of that room space, that facilities real estate space, yeah. for something else. And change it into a huddle room. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. So how have... Um, talk, talk to me about the new innovation that you guys have announced here or at other in the last few months at Logitech. Uh, well, the newest, I think the newest thing we just announced last month at ISE is a new accessory that um, retrofits onto existing Smart Dock. So mm -hmm. Smart Dock is our docking station for Skype Room System. Um, so it's a new accessory that um, retrofits onto existing ones or can be bought, of course, as you buy new ones. And what it does is, I talked about it already, it, it takes a lot of cables um, that we jokingly refer to as cable spaghetti and puts them in a one single Category 6 instead of having six pieces of uh, random spaghetti of one neat little cat six spaghetti. Um, and I, 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 that sounds joking, but um, the ability to do that over a cat six cable is really quite amazing. There's a lot of technology in it. I think we're the first company to put that much technology on a cat six. Um, and it means that you can have a longer cable run and key to um, IT people who are trying to deploy these in lots of rooms, a single cat six cable is significantly less expensive than six discrete separate cables. So yeah. from just from a cost savings, it's a huge cost savings. Um, and then the other thing that the this new accessory does is allow you to um, bring your own PC into the meeting room. And let's say you're you want to launch a Skype, not a Skype for business call or a Teams call. You want to launch a plain old consumer Skype call because you know we, you may want to collaborate with someone who's not um, in your Teams federated environment, or you may just want to call someone who doesn't have Teams or Skype for business. And so you. You just want to launch a consumer Skype call. So this new accessory allows you to bring your own PC, plug into the smart dock, and then bypass the Skype room system and take command of the screen and camera and audio devices in the mm -hmm. room. So you can launch your Skype consumer call, have that call. When you unplug, the smart dock reverts to Skype room system. So the next user come is, comes in and sees the Skype room system interface. Awesome. So they can go back and forth between all the different uh, properties that we have. That's yep. great. Now we talked a lot about the boardroom and inside the room. What about for the people who are remote? What kind of experiences that we can give them that are better just on the, the 
that are better than just the PC? Yeah, the, the two key things we hear about remote users, um, one thing is that when they're on a call with a, a, a meeting room, the audio needs to be really good. So we've been working really hard on improving the audio. Meetup, our latest product, has significantly better audio. For the user on the de desktop also, um, a lot of people, I have to admit it, I'm, I'm a video bigot. I've been in this industry for a long time, a lot of years. So I'm used to being on video calls every day, all day, because that's what we do. But I realize a lot of users aren't comfortable on video because they don't think they look good. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to not look good. So we have a camera out, it's called Brio. It was introduced a year ago. It's been in market a year. And it does, it's another industry first. It actually brings high dynamic range. You might have heard of HDR in TVs mm -hmm. and HDR in your um, your, your uh, Apple phone or your Samsung Galaxy phone support HDR in their cameras. And what HDR basically does is it takes the image and it balances out color and light. And so the dark darks are brightened a little bit and the white whites are softened a little bit. And the net result with Brio, our webcam, is that when you use a Brio camera, if you're in poor light, which face, let's face it, a lot of home offices have poor light, a lot of um, hotel rooms invariably have horrible light, mm -hmm. and in fact, even most offices, because they have, they typically have bad fluorescent light, they don't have good light. So what Brio does is it balances out the light and color and makes you look really good. It makes you look lit like you're in a Hollywood <laughs> studio, only you don't have a Hollywood studio worth of light. So That's really Brio great. camera, if you care about how you look, it's an expensive webcam, it's top of the line webcam. Um, oh, and the other thing is it has Windows Hello certification. So yeah. Windows 10, Windows Hello, you use the camera for facial recognition, never type or change your password again. Yeah, it comes in 4K as well, right? Yeah, it's a 4K camera as well. Yeah, we actually use that for um, Skype meeting broadcasts. So, you know, for those folks who are just starting out and they just want to go live without necessarily necessarily studio or a production team or um, or even you know they just want to just start go live we recommend using the Brio in those cases so they can look good um, and also you know getting some other devices so that they can sound good but the Brio has been a fantastic tool for customers to do yeah, that. Yeah the Brio camera is one of the few cam few products we have that crosses over from the B2B space into the consumer space and Brio is the number one camera right now in the market for um, gamers who stream on Twitch yeah. and also YouTubers and people who stream on FaceTime. Mm. Uh, or Facebook, I should say. Um, so if you are an avid streamer, whether that's because you're a professional you know, uh, gamer and you're, and you're being paid to stream on Twitch or you're a professional YouTuber being sponsored on YouTube or you're just an avid uh, hobbyist, if you want the best streaming camera in the market, it's definitely Yeah, Brio. so you can definitely use the Brio for your hobbies and then come to the meeting and be effective and look good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that um, uh, we this week we're actually celebrating our first year anniversary of a team, so we're really super excited about this. But I'd love to know how, you know, your use at of teams at Logitech has really helped change the dynamics of how you collaborate. Yeah, so we are a very, very collaborative culture. We use, um, you know, we, we don't have, Logitech interestingly is one of the, I think, early adopters of this open office, really collaborative um, culture. So uh, we don't have any hard-walled offices in the, in the company, not even our CEO has hard-walled office. We use a lot of um, not only video co collaboration for meetings, but we all, we do a lot of uh, whiteboarding. Uh, you know, with the the uh, uh, Surface Hub, um, so a lot of stand up collaboration spaces. So we're just deploying. You're just you know, all everything. In. Yeah. yeah, that's great. 
And um, the last thing before I go, uh, before we go, is that, you know, I w- we've been talking about teams here a lot this week. And, of course, teams is the hub for teamwork. And so we're always looking for teams that are inspiring and that have a sense of purpose and leverage the ingenuity of others. And so I'm always curious, and for all my guests, if you can be on any team, and it doesn't matter the shape, size, or function, which team would it be? Wow. Well, I'm I am a Bay Area uh, native, uh, grew up in the Bay Area, so I, I would I would have to say the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. but not just because they win. In fact, uh, the fact that they win is almost icing on the cake. Uh, the way that team um, likes each other, the way they they lean on each other, support each other, they have each other's back. Uh, I was just watching on YouTube the other day, Steve Kerr coaching Steph Curry, and just just listening to the way he inspires his players. Um, I, so if I was going to be on any team, even though I can't play basketball to save my life, but <laughs> if I was going to be on any team, I guess it would be the Warriors. Nice. Yeah. It's always great to be on a team with great leadership. Um, you know, I, I look to the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s and I see those teams come together and what they're doing. So um, if I could be on that team, that's the one I'd be on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's such an amazing um uh, conversation that we've had just to learn about meeting spaces and how they're changing and evolving and how Logitech and, and, and Microsoft Teams could be a part of that. So well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Delanda. All right. This concludes this episode of Teams on Air.